Hello and welcome to the Europlex podcast. I'm Ewan Healy. And I'm Gabriel Hedengren. And we're going to be your host taking you across Europe each episode as we talk about politics, polls and a whole assortment of general nerdiness. So, Gabriel, who are you? Um, why are you hosting this podcast? Who am I? Um, well, I am the contributor for Sweden at EuropeLex. Um, and for my day job, I'm a PR consultant. Um, and in my free time when I don't work for EuropeLex, I'm a politics nerd. I love studying politics. I love polls. Uh, I like chatting and talking. Uh, so that's why I'm co-hosting this podcast with you. And uh, why are you here? Yeah, so I'm Ewan. Uh, I'm the brand new, just taken on the role of uh, Head of Communications for EuropeLex. Uh, I was Editor-in-Chief and now taking on this role uh, as Head of Communications because I, like you, Gabriel, absolutely love politics, uh, love polling. And I've uh, been with the EuropeLex team for a little bit over two years now um, and have loved almost every minute of it. Um, yeah, so today we've got actually a really exciting guest um, to just sort of kick us off here on episode zero. Um, and I suppose I sort of have to say that because he is our boss. <laughs> He's the, the founder, director, supreme uh, leader, supreme overlord of EuropeLex. Uh, and yeah, without a doubt, our fearless leader, uh, Tobias Gerhard Schmenker. Woohoo! Hey, everyone. Hi, Tobias. <laughs> how, how are you? I'm good, especially after this uh, introduction. Uh, I think Ewan can stay on the team. And that was that was. <laughs> You, uh, you deserve it, Tobias. Um, of course. <laughs> so we wanted to have you on our first episode, just sort of as an introductory chat with you, as you are uh, the head of and the founder of EuropeLex, to sort of discuss, uh, for those that don't know what we do, um, and just for all of us to get to know you a bit better. So uh, I guess I'll kick off and just ask you the, the basic question, what is EuropeLex? Yeah, so uh, first of all, hi everyone listening to us again. Um, I'm very happy to be with you guys today in this podcast and in this special first initial episode. Um, so EuropeLex is a poll aggregator that gathers, evaluates and publishes all representative opinion polls relevant for elections and referenda from all EU countries. We present the data that even non-experts can easily understand how the support for political parties changes over time and which ideology dominates in which EU country. So that's our core business. So you just tweet polls then? Well, no. And I would say this makes us special and distinct from other polling aggregators. Uh, we publish, for example, a seat projection for the EU parliament based on the average of the opinion polls we gather uh, on the national level throughout the legislative period each month. So Europeans understand how the EU Parliament would look like if there was an election today. It makes us understand how strong, for example, is the right or the left or the center or the liberals or whoever at this very moment and how it has changed over time. And so we can see, for example, how significant events such as the Eurozone crisis or the so-called migrant crisis change European voting behavior, even if there isn't an EU election. And this gives us a sense of where the content is heading politically in the future. And I'm very proud to say we're the only ones who do this in this world. Um, also beyond that, we, if relevant, aggregate polls from non-EU European countries, uh, different also from most traditional poll aggregators. We also see ourselves as a watchdog for freedom and democracy in Europe. 
which is especially relevant in the context of Eastern Europe and the Caucasus region, in elections under authoritarian regimes such as, let's say, Russia, Belarus or Azerbaijan, we make sure that we don't just cover the election or polling results, but also carefully contextualize them in a way that our followers understand that based on the information we receive from electoral observers or democracy indices, that these elections are not necessarily free or fair. Um, yeah, and our 39 team members also contextualize the polling data we gather and provide uh, in free educational services for everyday EU citizens. For example, about parties and electoral systems. When an electoral event takes place, we communicate how this is connected to the European level. And that's relevant because most media don't do that, although the European Union, whether one likes it or not, has, has become more critical in the political decision-making process. Mm, but uh, the media haven't caught up to that and do not really make clear how national electoral events influence the EU level or vice versa. For example, that a national election determines who's set to become a member in the European Council, which, as we always emphasize, is the most uh, powerful EU institution. And my personal experience is, talking a little bit uh, from 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 behind the stage, that uh, <laughs> journalists often don't even understand what's going on. We, we as Europe elects, are changing this in our posts on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, as well as in the educational services on YouTube and now here with our podcast. Yeah. Well, you covered it. <laughs> we can go home now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just wanted to ask you as well. So obviously now, um, as we head into 2020, EuropeLex, we're this growing group of people doing all these various sort of types of content and uh, diversifying more and more. But... Uh, Tell us a bit about how it all got started, because it started with just you, right? Yeah, that's a funny story. Uh, today we cooperate with The Guardian or Your News, but in, in 2014 everything started in a, a small student apartment. Very innocently, um, I was curious about polls from other EU countries ahead of the EU election, and I wanted to know what to expect from the EU Parliament, because after all it has influence on our life, right? And I'm also a nerd, so why not digging into polls, but there was not a single source where I was able to find polls from all EU countries in one spot, and that really bothered me. And if I found information, I didn't understand what was going on. For example, I remember German media labeled the Italian party Lega or the French uh, Front National as right-wing extremist, and that's a label usually associated in Germany with a neo-Nazi party. So that sounded very scary to me because Le Pen was leading the polls. So a neo-Nazi leading the polls in France, what would that mean? A Hitler in France or whatever is going to happen. And then I found out that media in other countries com use completely different labels for these parties. For example, Lega is considered part of the center-right alliance in Italy. So what was right, the center-right or the neo-Nazi? And um, I conducted or I concluded that reporting on parties across the EU and between different European language groups was very inconsistent and hence you could argue flawed. Um, even by media I personally appreciate for their high quality. Again, uh, I just said sometimes journalists don't seem to understand what's what's going on. So that Europeans got different stories about one and the same thing just because they spoke different languages and the, or that they got told different stories about one and the same thing. Um, just because they spoke different languages and the fact that they 
there was no place where I could find polls and election results in one spot bothered me a lot. So I decided to just set it up myself. And I wanted to provide Europeans with a source of information where they could see polls and election results in one place. And I wanted to be consistent, bridging these language barriers in Europe and uh, show which parties cooperate with each other across borders. And um, yeah, it's all started then with gathering polling data, as stupid as it sounds, in, in one Twitter channel. channel. I, I just tweeted out all polls I could find. And I found out that all parties in Europe cooperate and intend to cooperate in the European Parliament groups. And suddenly I found out that Lega and later the, the German AfD cooperated on the EU level in what would later become today's uh, ID or identity and democracy group. And diving into their ideology, I found out that these uh, EU parliament groups uh, or the national parties uh, included in these EU parliament groups share the same ideology. So I decided to do away with the jungle of terms and national narratives and label the national parties uh, with the EU parliament groups they sit in. So Lega and AfD were both labeled as right-wing parties, not back then in 2014, but later when AfD joined the ID group, just an, as an example. And then another big step after this had started growing and I suddenly had 30,000 followers in 2017, I had to move to Tanzania for university and I lived in a place with irregular internet access and followers were mad, they were writing me messages. Uh, how can you stop <laughs> tweeting? You're so important, we're missing out, we're so sad. And I was like, okay, I should probably create a team and you and you may remember, I made a call on the social media and said, hey, who wants to contribute, who wants to have access to uh, the, the channel and wants to support me? Yoon was one of them and 19 other people. And today we are 39 volunteers and we cooperate with your news and The Guardian. And it's funny because me doing nerd stuff in my stinky bedroom back then <laughs> and now we're on live TV. <laughs> Unfortunately, still from my bedroom, ironically. But yeah. <laughs> uh, that's incredibly exciting and i think you've you've covered a, a huge amount of stuff about what the goals and values which are really core to what europolex uh, does and is doing there so actually we just wanted to finish off with uh some quick fire questions for you just to get give people a little bit of a taste of what the podcast is going to be like and the kind of things we've got uh coming up and things to look back on with europolex so the first one is pretty big question tobias okay general election what's going to happen my personal prediction? Yeah. Well, nothing easy as that, yeah? Conservatives, 40%. <laughs> Labour, 37%. Um, the Liberals, the Liberal Democrats at 8%. And we will see a hung parliament. Nothing changes. Same situation like now. You don't need to follow the election. Uh. Except on Euronews. Uh, Euro, Euro, that's the worst case. <laughs> Europe elects. That's the wrong name for the wrong Europe elects, of course. You follow the elections on Europe elects. Oh, well. Um, but yes, yeah, that's the result we'll see. Cool. So, obviously, at the at the at the moment, this UK general election is sort of taking over everything, uh, since we're uh, just a bit over a week from that. But um, what's been your favorite election of 2019, other than the EU election? Uh, I have a secret kink for North. Eastern and Southeastern European countries and their elections. Ah. Uh, so, yeah, it's my little dirty secret. Um, <laughs> Greece, Greece has a lot of interesting parties that fall entirely out of the standard European spectrum. And I found that fascinating. 
So I would probably say the national parliament election in Greece, but also, of course, the uh -huh. upcoming San Marino election and the UK election this December, um, which yeah. you should all follow on your blacks, not your blacks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you have thought it. <laughs> okay, and finally, finally, this is a more of a, just a, a very fast question, very quickly. What's your favorite electoral system to buy? You're so nerdy. Okay. Um, in principle, I would say single transferable vote. It's not just fair, but also fun to watch the counting process. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think, the right answer. Tobias, <laughs> well, in my opinion, anyway, Tobias, this has been great. So good having you on. Thanks for coming along. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Tobias. So, Gabriel, I guess it's just left to us now to talk to the, the good folks at home about what this <laughs> podcast is going to be like. Um, yeah, what will it be like? <laughs> well, well, our hope is to, I guess, discuss ongoing election campaigns, ongoing sort of parliamentary news from all over Europe, and to discuss that with, um, I guess, first and foremost, pull all of our resources in our team uh, to discuss uh, the specificities of, um, of uh, I guess, uh, elections and events that aren't covered by mainstream media as much as we'd want them to be um, and bring a lot of nerdy political science things to our yeah. followers does that sound does that sound all right ewan yeah i think that sounds good i think that, i think that's what i agreed to do um yeah. sounds like it's <laughs> gonna be good fun we're definitely gonna get a bit of a tour of europe and a tour of our team and then some more really exciting guests that we've got uh lined up to come on later on uh soon um, keep posted. Yes, keep posted. And the best way to do that is, of course, via our social media. We're a social media-based uh, company, mostly. And that means that you've got to find us uh, at EuropeLex on Twitter if you don't already follow us there. I mean, if you don't already follow us there, I'm not 100% sure how you found this. But let us know. <laughs> you've got to tell us how you found it if you didn't find us that way. Um, get us on Instagram at Europe underscore Alex. And get us on YouTube at EuropeLex as well. Um, and of course, you can find us on our website at europelex.eu and you can email us. There's going to be a special brand new shiny podcast email where you will get through directly to me on my mobile phone at podcast at europelex.eu. So get in touch with your thoughts, ideas, whatever you have. Maybe you want to draw some fan art of me and Gabriel talking <laughs> to each other or something like that. I don't know. You live your life. Go you do ahead. whatever you want to do. Go ahead. We're very open-minded here. Very um, open-minded. Yeah, and I think that's it. This is a little bit of a shorter episode to kick us off. But I think that's where we're going to finish up for the week. Um, so, yeah, thanks for, thanks for listening to this introduction episode of Europlex Podcast. Uh, make sure you follow us everywhere and subscribe and review the podcast wherever you're listening so that you can tell other people about us and be able to find us for next time and we'll keep doing it if you keep enjoying it. Um, see you next time. Bye. been listening to the Europolex podcast. The editor was Polly Kronis, Karen Palis. The producer was Rafael Peñorios. The music was by Jose Alvarado and it was hosted by Ewan Healy and Gabriel Hedengren. Currently looking for podcast sponsors, so get in touch via our website if you'd like to advertise with us. See you next time.